howdy and, and howdy and howdy and howdy and welcome to episode 79 of Water Hockey brought to you in part by the Texas Hockey Apparel Boys. As always, make sure to check out TexasHockeyApparel.com for their summer drop right now. We got a lot of cool stuff, bright colors because the sun is trying to kill us. We have a ton to catch up on around the Texas hockey world today, but before we dive in, make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Water Hockey. Our TikTok is, is kind of live. It's kind of taking off right now. It's pretty litty, man. You've done it a good is, job with it, I must say. Thank you. And I'm, I'm really proud of it because I see a lot of TikToks, and they're good, but they just don't have, I don't know, the certain panache, a little je ne sais quoi, if you will. <laughs> For a Tuesday. For a Tuesday. Yes, we are recording here on Tuesday, because that part of my life and Instagram life has made it onto water hockey. So if you know what we're I love talking it, about. Dude. I yeah. Absolutely. I look forward to Tuesdays for that video. <laughs> I do also. I mean, for whatever reason, I don't share it, but I do enjoy watching it. I always like when he's like, hey, <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And if you go and follow him on TikTok, he only posts those videos. I think he's posted <laughs> one other in his entire TikTok career. But every Tuesday, rest assured, the best one so far, if you don't know what we're talking about, just type in Tuesday guy on TikTok. The best one so far was the one after Independence Day because he's like, uh, Tuesday. He's like, does anyone else feel like it's Monday, but it's Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, that one's a great one. Yeah, head over to our TikTok, at Water Hockey. Uh, and as the French fries know what's coming up next, we got to catch up with the boys. We had a good week last week. We've, we've been on a pretty good run recently, I'd say. We had Stank Oven. Lamb Chops, who, congratulations, uh, snaps all around. Uh, we yeah. couldn't talk about it last week, but announced he is back. He is going to be back in the ECHL next season, signed a contract with the Kansas City Mavericks. Bummed that he's not going to be in Allen, but happy that he's going to be able to make it through town in Allen with the Kansas City Mavericks. So we'll hopefully see him in person coming up next season. But Patrick. That way, and also we don't have like a 57-hour like time difference, you know? Yeah, that one's a big one too. That's uh, that's tough. Good morning, Finland. Uh, we love you, <laughs> Finland. Oh, uh, shout out to Abraham real quick too. I don't know if you're going to say that, but he sent us. He was like, "I hope you guys are having a great summer." Uh, he was he was having a pint outside, um, just enjoying life, and he was like, "I hope the summer is treating you well. It's treating us well over here." And I was like, uh, "Man, the sun Defined is literally." Well. Yeah, I was like, "The sun yeah, is literally trying well to murder us." The sun yeah. is treating us well done. Yes. Well done. Yeah, shout out to the sun. Record 109 degree temperature. No, day dude, it was today. 110 today. Was it 110? I know we it broke a record. 110 today. We broke a zero record. Um, which these or are not today? records. Or yeah. ever. I think, to, well, in this day in history that we've got gotcha. track of. In the we got a cold front zone. coming on Thursday, though. It's only going to be 98. Watch out. Get, get the right ice skates the out. Well, pond hockey. <laughs> But these are the boys. We are the boys of water hockey. As always, we like to catch up with each other and see how each other's week's been. Patrick, how have you escaped the sun this weekend, my friend? How was your weekend? Uh, went over to my buddy's parents' house on Saturday. Steve and her uh, friends had a girls' night. They went to the Rangers game, so I dropped them off. And then uh, picked them up, and we went home, went to bed. And when we got up, she said, oh, we're going over to Jason's parents' house. And I was like, oh, what? okay, this is news to me. Oh, the uh, the the friends of the show? 
Mark oh. and Tina. Great, great people. Great people. Shout out to Mark and Tina, man. Yeah. They're lovely people. Steve really ran are. into them at the Rangers game. And I guess they made plans while they were there. So I was like, oh, okay. Down for nothing, that. Always a fun nothing time. Wrong. Nothing wrong with that. No. Got to soak up some sun. And then uh, Sunday, I skipped softball to go see what we originally planned to be uh, Dance Gavin Dance at Toyota Music Factory. And then like three days after we bought the tickets, got an email that they were no longer on the docket. Yes, I remember you you talked about this, I think, mm-hmm. on one of the shows that we did not too long ago. Yeah, but we still got to see Coheed and Cambria. They put on a great live show. Uh, I don't oh, know. It is yeah. amazing live. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot of their music, like, all that well, but it was still a really fun time. Did Claudio have his hair, or is, did he, is he back to short hair right now? The, he's lead, the lead singer? singer. Yeah. Oh, no, he's rocking, like, full... 80s hair. hair band type area. Right. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, before we continue, right. Jason, if you perm your hair, you could be Claudio for Halloween. I probably I think could. That'd be amazing. Get one of those blow up <laughs> guitars, the dual you guitar. You know what, man? We might be onto something for uh, yeah, I, I feel we're, 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 we're jumping a ahead. Specific costume, but whatever. Yeah. I think you have There's, to like commit to the perm for multiple weeks, right? I probably. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll text my uh, hair lady and see what she says. There you go. How long does a perm last? That's going to be the question I put with the episode on Spotify. <laughs> that, there, you, that's yeah, the title, you, man. How yeah. long does hair perm last? All that and more. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. Not a Trying bad to way. stay cool. Yeah, best of luck. Speaking of staying cool... He was he's sand sleeves right now. You've already heard his beautiful voice and his bo- boisterous giggle. Jason, how was your weekend, man? The weekend was great. Uh, sorry, I, I, I need to promise not. No, no, no. I was trying to do the Tuesday thing, but <laughs> I, then I was like, I bailed halfway through it. So just I I quit. Let me restart. No, you're the good. Weekend We're still was here. great though. Uh, let's can we we can cut that out right. No, we can cut we, anything you know, out. Yeah, we can cut anything out, but you know we always leave it Wink. in. Yeah, I'm going to nah. leave it in anyways. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, uh, honestly, <laughs> Sunday was great. Dude, it's the first day back on the ice in like three weeks because playoffs ended, and then I just never went to a drop-in, missed all the fight clubs. But I may hang it up for a bit after this season. You keep saying that. No, nope. For the shoulder? I, I fully am committed to like actually getting a doctor's appointment after I get back from Canada. And uh, yeah. like seeing what the what they say and like just this is the last season I'm paying for hockey and then I will pay for a shoulder surgery Ugh. and then get back into it. Hopefully, I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it will it, be, too. Hopefully they're like, dude, you're just really strained and you're not giving yourself the time to actually recover. So like and another 10 days off will do that. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, I mean. But like we always talk about, too, I think the biggest savior for you and the fact that your shoulder is still intact, even throughout strenuous play, is because of the fact of the the sturdy straps on the one and only Conway and Banks bag. And we're going to drive this into people's heads until they're like, dude, we just know what you guys are going to say now. But yeah, because it 
really, if you don't know already, it is the best bag you can have. It's got the uh, vents on the side for it. Uh, it's got the great favorite feature of mine, the pull-down mat that keeps your feet dry in those nasty locker rooms. Uh, it's got removable organizers, dude. It keeps your elbow pads, your gloves, your helmet. However you want to configure that, it keeps it all organized. So all of your stuff doesn't have to touch each other. And then you can put your skates in the big group compartment there. Uh, whatever you want to do, you do it because you can customize it however you want to do it. But it also comes in three different sizes and colors. So you'll be sure to find a color and size combination that you like. Uh, and make sure you go to the links in our bio uh, where you can get 10% off using code WhatAHockey. And uh, you know what? You can get your gear to the rink in style. 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 Absolutely. We'll never get old. We haven't had a live audience in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're back. They had to quarantine for a little bit because COVID <laughs> is still around Ooh, yeah, on this man. beautiful Tuesday. Uh, one, of my, oh, one of my employees got it, or his oh, mom man. got it. So mm. It's so brutal. I'm, I'm so bummed about it. But uh, on the bright side, weekend was great over here. Uh, had a little pool party. The uh, Pilones celebrated their championship season uh, with a little pool get-together. Watched a little bit of Shorzy on the patio. And all around good time. Always good to hang out with your team off the ice as well as on the ice. Uh, also, huge shout out to uh, Brian for putting that together for us. If you're listening, thank you. Uh, he has a sauce toss, and that was a segue that I was not planning on using. But yeah, head over to saucetoss.com. Use code WATASAUCE for 10% off your entire order today. Uh, just pretty relaxed weekend outside of that. Got to catch up with some hockey boys down from AM. Uh, they've brought me in, adopted me as their sweet little bastard child. Um, I haven't really given any money to the, uh, to the university. So can't really say that I was part of it. Probably better that way, right? Probably better that way. Uh, yeah, don't go to school kids. Um, save your money. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, great weekend. But man, honestly, really not too much going on, on outside of that. I really wanted to get to the news. News, news, news. Because holy shit. Was it 130? It might as well be because, boys, it has been Close at enough. least... When was the last time we really sat down and had a news-centric podcast? It's had to be at least five weeks. I mean, we went over the... We got while, the yeah. hangover. Yeah, we got through the hangover of the I season ending. We What's did that? 88 was uh, Lamin, Stankoven before Saint that. Coven. And then uh, we kind of had a little live hiatus. Studio one. That's yeah. true. I forgot about that one. No, that was uh, six fourteen. So that was over a month ago. Well, we are back, and we are chock full of news. We're back, baby. We are back, baby. Uh, first, before we jump into everything that's going on with the Dallas Stars, there are some uh, Allen Americans updates because yes, still love them, still friends of ours, and they have some signings that they have announced since the last time we talked about it. Uh, first and foremost, Jared Bethune, friend of the show. We had him on right before their season ended last season. Uh, Zach Pachiro coming over from the Kansas City Mavericks, I believe. Or I'm sorry, the Comets. The, not, the, not the Mavericks, the Comets. Uh, coming off a monster season last year. Jackson Lepard. And this other guy, they just signed today. 24-year-old for, forward out of Northern Michigan. Great name for Texas. Hank Crone. 
was announced as the most recent signing by the Allen Americans. And what's special about Hank, Hammer and Hank Crone, guy was born and raised in Cedar Hill, Texas, right down the street, and actually played in the Dallas Stars elite system, which I didn't know until I did a little research on this, has only been around since 2009 and already producing ECHL, NCAA one talent, like skaters. So... Super excited to have him on the uh, on the Allen Americans roster. Hopefully going to have him on the podcast pretty soon. I think that one will be exciting because that uh, will be officially the closest to home player that we've ever had on the podcast. I mean, Cedar Hill, that's right down the street. Yeah. I passed it on my way to, to, to Mansfield Midlothian. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can so, actually I mean, like talk about Dallas for a bit. Yeah, we can ask about Dallas, and I guarantee you he's had a Whataburger and knows what all the stops are. Uh, probably freaks out about Bucky's just like all uh, all the other ones do. Hockey players can be weird about this. Mm-hmm, Should mm-hmm. we take bets right now if he's gone to Whataburger? I mean, I would be more apt to say we should guess who his favorite hockey player was growing up on the Dallas stars, because I feel like he's, if you're in Mm -hmm. Cedar Hill, the Dallas stars is your, that's your favorite team. And he's a, he's a little bit younger. Like he said, he's 24. So I would venture to say that a guy like, you know, maybe Jamie Ben or Tyler Sagan might be the guys that he's followed for most of his uh, upbringing. Yeah. that's can ask him about the quotes. Oh the my quotes. gosh! Okay, you know what? That's exciting news want- from the Americans. We're super pumped to uh, to have these guys. Uh, hopefully, we can get them all on the show. Dig in a little bit deeper on their back backgrounds. Let's all right. Let's let's talk about this for a little bit. So, a story came out today on the Athletic. I believe it was by Sad Yusuf as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe yes, it was. So, Sad Yusuf wrote in the Athletic today, which you have to subscribe to, mind you. And at this moment, because we're in a recession. None of us have the athletic or didn't realize we had access to the athletic. I was sent this quote and I'm going to pull it up because I feel like, I feel like people need to know what's going on. We posted about this. It was a complete Nick Castellanos moment. We pride ourselves at the podcast of faith, blah, blah, blah. You heard us earlier. <laughs> so apparently this quote came from Tom Gallardi, the Pixar villain known as the star's owner. And I quote, with those contracts, they've got to bring more to the table. It hampers the team. It's getting a bit pathetic at this point. End quote. To my knowledge, that was a quote. So, as any God-fearing, news-centric hockey podcast that focuses on mostly, if not only, Texas hockey for now, because we're going to blow up one day, that's news. True. Especially when you're coming from a franchise that has also come out and said the same players, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, were the duo known as fucking and horseshit. So, like, I thought, I gotta repost this. As anybody else would. Because it's pretty compelling. It's gonna get the people going. Because this is an extremely important topic. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan take up over 20% of your cap space for an entire franchise. And people thought it was strictly a clickbait post. They thought that we were doing it only for views, only for likes. And a lot of people freaked out about it. A lot of people freaked out about it and then started sending screenshots of the athletic article 
which is supposed to be behind a paywall and technically is stealing. Thievery. They stole it. And they posted it for everyone to see for free. So that's what happened. I have actually had, I kid you not, like three or four people text me saying, what did you put on water hockey? Because I was working like the, <laughs> like a normal citizen does during the day. And I missed it. And I only saw the post saying, we took the post down. We're sorry. So that's the story. I think that might be one of the most compelling parts of this podcast. But that's the story. Your take, gentlemen. Jason, I'll start with you. How do you feel like everything was handled today? On our end, perfectly. Whatever. Like, people can get over themselves. But as far as the Stars news, um, I love it. It worked before. It lit a fire under some asses before. <clears throat> Obviously, people people react different whenever you need to light that spark. And sometimes it takes management to light that spark in somebody to produce results. So obviously this is him saying like, guys, you either need a shit or get off the pot. Like this is us telling you, let's kick it into gear. So uh, if that's how they need to operate, like they need to fill that embarrassment to get better. That's what you need. It, but it takes management understanding that though. Like, uh, mm -hmm. how, how do I like to receive bad news? I'd rather you just say it directly to my face. Obviously, save me the embarrassment, mm -hmm. whatever. But that's just how I prefer it. So maybe that's how they like it. And they're from the country and they're born this way or whatever that song is by <laughs> Alan Jackson. I don't know. One of those one of those country artists. Well, I do want to say, too, and, and this is, a, a, you know, a testament to the, the Stars fans because it's a passionate group of fans. And and not a lot of people were sitting there saying you were defending Jamie Ben or Tyler Sagan, but within the article which they posted illegally, they also did mention that Gallardi and, and Lights and all of these people have had talks with Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan both in the offseason. So they are aware of what was being said. They know how the higher ups in the front office feel about their performances. I will say I give Sagan a little bit of a leeway because he was coming off a major lower body surgery. Uh, Jamie Ben, I mean, the guys had a couple of hip replacements to my knowledge in his twenties. He might not just, he just might not be the same guy he was before. And that's okay too, but it's not okay. And this is more of me having a gripe with the NHL is not allowing players to restructure their contracts to make it a more team friendly deal that might pay out a little bit longer than normal or a little bit further after their careers are over kind of a, you know, Bania, you know, we're going to pay him until 2035 kind of thing. So Patrick, I don't know what, what did you think about it and how do you feel about how today handled today was handled? Well, first of all, Fink, uh, I want to reprimand you for being part of the fake news media with your made up quotes purely to drive clicks and anger towards our page. So let me get I, out. Get that out of the way first. And I sincerely <laughs> apologize from the bottom of my heart. Can really quick on that too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Even if we, that was our intention, like who gives a shit? Go fact check your own shit anyways. Like, sorry for paraphrasing. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all it is. So this is our 79th episode. And I think at this point we've, I mean, it seems pretty clear that we've built our reputation on 
lies and hyperbole and mm-hmm. just general uh, yellow journalism. What did Al- uh, what did Alex Jones say? They're turning the frogs gay. They're putting yeah. something in the water and they're turning the frogs gay. That's, yeah, we're, that's the, ho- we're our- the hockey equivalent of <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah, we should all be... Actually, I, you know what's funny is we're not live filming this one this time, so people can't see that, in fact, we are sitting here in aluminum foil caps. Yeah. <laughs> Let me adjust mine really quick. Yeah. Yeah, your antenna was off a bit. You might have just lost yeah. some transmission. Hopefully it didn't mess up the feed. <laughs> that strong rebuke of your journalistic integrity aside fink as the one responsible for posting that heinous attack on tom glardy <laughs> i think one i read the tsn.ca mm-hmm. summary article um because i also do not have an athletic subscription and i did notice that so one i texted you guys and compared it to the last superstar call out fucking horseshit from Jim Lights. Right. And as far as I remember, he had reached out to the media for that one directly, had not talked with Sagan or Ben about it. And I guess that was his approach to lighting a fire was to just publicly shame them. And I tried to uh, download the shame bell on the fly, but have not been able to get to it. It rings in my ears every single <laughs> minute. But one one line I did notice was Gillardi said, you know, I've talked to Jamie about this. We're on the same page. So it's not it doesn't seem like he's full out attacking. I think he's more just stating the obvious that these guys are making 19 and a half million between the two of them. And they barely scored more points combined than Jason Robertson did last year. In most places, if you don't do your job up to par and you 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 constantly have performance issues, you're shown the door. Yeah. But unfortunately, but, with these contracts, the door is locked. Yeah, since Jim Nill gives out no-move clauses like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Ryan Suter got one, for God's sake. But I don't think there's anything inherently wrong. If Gallardi had that conversation with Jamie, who is the captain, so has a little bit more responsibility to lead by example, especially when he's making $10 million a year. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying he didn't come out and say, yeah, these guys suck ass and I wish we could cut them right now. Mm -hmm. He just said, we need to get more offensive production because we're paying you a bunch of money, which is not that controversial of opinion. I mean, I'm with you. I give Sagan a bit of a pass because He's had, what, labrum surgery, hip surgery, knee surgery, all in the past, like, two years? Yeah, I mean, he's... Like, the fact that he contributed at all, I mean, we kind of knew that he was going to struggle. And towards the end there, it seems like he was kind of starting to tailor his game to his new limitations a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so that, combined with a new system, I I think Tyler can turn it around. I think Jamie, in a new system, can turn it around also. I just, I don't think it's really that compared to Jim Lights in 2017. What Gillardi said is not super out of left field. Like, we all think it. We've said it previously 
multiple times that we need more offensive production out of those guys in particular. So, eh, you know, it is what it is. I feel like Jason wants to say something. I feel like I can feel it like down in my palms. <laughs> okay. I have a question to pose. Is it pose? It's pose. Pose. Pose for the boys. Pose for the boys. Pose. So how long do are we giving Pete here in this system? Like how long what's the expectation like for him? Are we giving him a full year to like get his feet under him? And then are we expecting more from are we expecting more from Jamie? and Tyler now, or are we expecting it more on the back end once they've had some time to adjust to a new system? I, okay, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked that because that first was time, a long, long time. Yeah. First time, long time. That's what we needed to talk about. Uh, Pete DeBoer was announced as the head coach of the Dallas stars, um, ending the coaching carousel that we thought was going to go on for a while here. But with that being said, you got to give him at least two years, I, I think. And, and I was going to, Answer your question with another question. Seeing as Jamie, seeing as Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan do in fact take up such a large chunk, roughly twenty three percent of your entire cap, up until the seasons of twenty five or the year of 25, 2025, 26, do we possibly see, regardless of Coach DeBoer, who we'll get in, Coach Pete, get into in just a moment. Do we see a possible Minnesota Wild situation where if they underperform for another season or two, we just buy out the remaining parts of their contract and go into cap hell for a couple of seasons in hopes that these young kids who have entry-level contracts play like absolutely lights out for a couple of seasons until we have to run into the issue of where we were at with you know, Jason Robertson and, and Jake Ottinger. So that's kind of my question back to you guys is, do we buy these guys out if they continue to underperform? underperform? I I'd don't like think... think. No, go go go. Two headed <laughs> monster. I love it. I don't think you buy them out, but I think you do have to. Man, that's tough because that is a lot of money, and this just... team is not super committed to rebuilding. It seems, and I don't think they really have been in years. Any any sort of rebuild is kind of a soft rebuild, right? Which we mused about later or earlier towards the end of the season uh, a few months ago where it's like okay this team is not going to win the stanley cup is it better to miss the playoffs and try and you know get a top 14 pick as opposed to like an 18 pick if we do make the playoffs um so i just i just don't see especially in a dallas hockey market where the success of the team so heavily influences how many people actually show up. Cause it's not like the Cowboys where people are going to show up regardless of how shitty they are. If right. they win 20 games, the attendance is going to suffer and Gillardi's going to be pissed that fans aren't showing up. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably has something to do with why we haven't even flirted with the idea of a rebuild. Not, not saying that I think we need to rebuild at this particular moment. And I do think Jamie and Tyler built, have a better season this season than last. But man, that buying them out just puts you in such a hamstrung situation that yeah, buckles you you pretty much are committing to maybe not a full rebuild cuz you do have so many young good players, but you do it you are embracing at least a soft rebuild where you're probably 
not sniffing the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think you you the, the best analogy is you're not rebuilding the entire house. You're just completely redoing the master bedroom. Your shiny, fancy master bedroom, rip it to shreds, start over. Uh, but again, this falls back on the new head coach, Pete DeBoer, uh, who has just over a thousand games coached at one thousand fifteen. He's five thirteen, three seventy nine. And 123 with a 5.44 win percentage. Uh, I got to be honest, guys. I'm pretty excited to see what happens because he did have a little bit of success with Vegas, which I don't understand why Vegas let him go. They went first in the Pacific uh, in 2019 and 2020 when he came to town. After he was fired by San Jose, mind you, and in San Jose, in the four seasons previous, he lost in the Stanley Cup final. They lost in the first round, lost in the second round, and lost in the conference finals. So they had playoff success. They made it to the playoffs every season in San Jose while DeBoer was head coach. And then he had a really tough start at the beginning of 2019-20, uh, went 15-16-2, and, and they fired him. They just fired him. Vegas picks him up. They get the first in the Pacific, then they're second in the West in 2020-2021, lost in the Stanley Cup semifinals to the Montreal. A uh, year before that, they lost to your Dallas Stars. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, and then they missed the playoffs this past season, and then they cut ties with him. But he has a relationship with Joe Pavelski. He is an offensive-minded head coach. He loves the youth movement. He utilizes young players. He gets the offense going. It's the people going. And I think the longer it's been since they've announced the hiring, I know a lot of people are unhappy about it. That's just hockey fans and Stars fans. Everyone's going to find something to be unhappy about. But I'm excited because it feels a lot like he's going to be the antithesis of Coach Rick Bonus of the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Which I don't know what in God's name... <laughs> the Jets front office were thinking when they hired him. So yeah, Jason, what I don't I don't know how you feel about it. You you were a coach Bones defender uh, up until the end. What are your thoughts on Pete DeBoer basically having almost the opposite style of coaching going into next season with a relatively well, they're still in the top 10 oldest, but with a relatively talented prospect pool knocking at the door all right i love that because uh, i know let's... i know the brain is working there was a bit of a, a moment where he took a breath and like i could see the brain working and the rat was running i first i want to say i'm really excited to have pete here i i think he's gonna complement our style and what we're trying to do uh very well seems like he's a fast-paced kind of guy vegas kind of played like that um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table here. Um, uh, that said, maybe he is, uh, you know, going to rely a lot on Pavs. Like we talked about, he already has a relationship with them. Um, so maybe we could see a little bit of a boost there. Um, and maybe, you know, he can just maximize, like I said, maybe this is a way he can maximize Jamie and, uh, Tyler. I think this might be the kick kicking the pants that they need mm -hmm. 
I do think you kind of got to keep the the leash a little tight on them, at least for the sake of having leadership positions on this team. Maybe they dangle that carrot in front of them, like, okay, you know who, you know what? Fuck you, man. We're gonna go ahead and pass the torch on to Jason right now, to Robertson. Yeah. So, and maybe that's what they need. I don't know, but I, I really am excited to see what's happening here. Um, as far as Bones goes, wow. whatever, man. Good. I'm excited for him. I, I really am like good for him. Like I have no real ill will towards him and how even his departure here. I do think the, uh, the average star fan stars fan was a little hard on him. Um, like I said, in that, in that apology letter to me as a fan, I, I just wanted to apologize <laughs> on behalf of other fans. I, I do still support uh, bones here, man. And if, Maybe he got home and pulled the Tom Brady and was like, you know what? I don't want to be home with my kids or whatever, grandkids. I'd much rather be back in the hustle. Maybe he maybe he really was a little upset. Maybe the contract, him not getting a, his contract picked up was more like more of a gun punch than he anticipated. And, you know, to save face, he was like, this is what's happening. You know, talk to my family and I still want to do it. Or maybe that was out. a conversation that was had. Or hear maybe me that out. was a conversation. That maybe, was had. Hear me out. Hear me out. His old age got to him, and he completely forgot. He said that he was ready to step away. <laughs> maybe he had one one glass too many of that that hard apple juice, that bubble apple juice, and it it made him forgetsy witsies. And uh, uh, he was like, "I never said that. I'm old." The angry cider, uh, the angry orchard. <laughs> he just had yeah. a cup once a many. Yeah. And that email and came like, through. That email came through. And, you know, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Like, I never and left. Then, yeah. No, absolutely not, man. I More power to him, man. Good luck out there. Really not, though. Uh, he's going to do terrible. That team is not set up. I mean, outside of Hellebuck, they've got Mark Shifley, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I believe once out of town. Um, he might have gone to arbitration, possibly. I don't know. I know that's up in the air. But the Jets, and then uh, Connor, obviously that kid is lights out. Looks like a parrot, uh, a human parrot. But the Jets are just not set up. Let's just say I'll be watching a few more Jets games than I originally anticipated this season. Same. I'll be New watching his. <laughs> I'll be watching his career very closely to see how this goes. <laughs> He made a fan out of me. Look, he made a fan out of me. He he did what was asked of him. He made a fool Guys, out of me. We can, I, we look can, like, I look like a fool out there. Let me go and pull it back in my notes from uh, oh boy. my sassy synopsis oh, that we did on oh, 520 boy. there. Well, while you're uh, doing that, I want to give a huge shout out to our guest two weeks ago, Logan Stankoven. I was very fortunate Stan to get to go. Stankoven. Stankoven. Stanky. Yeah. Uh, very fortunate to visit all but one day of On Ice uh, drills at the Dallas Stars developmental camp. Uh, those kids are so fast. Uh, Antonio Strange just did not disappoint. Kid looked absolutely rock solid out there. Um, a couple of standouts for me were Strangest, Stan Coven, uh, Seminoff, who uh, his dad reached out to us and follows the show now. So got a couple of vi- uh, videos nice. of him playing. Everyone looked extremely comfortable on the ice. Uh, the one uh, omittance was Wyatt Johnson, uh, who is obviously getting a lot of eyes because he is your top prospect going into next season. Um, 
dealing with a little bit of a back issue, but also all of these guys are coming off very strenuous seasons, bouncing back from COVID hockey, quote unquote. Uh, so, I mean, really awesome to see them. Both goalies, Matt Murray, Remy Poirier, Ben Bishop on the ice, coaching them up a couple days during the week. Uh, really exciting to see what happens with them. Uh, but yeah, and then last but not least, Logan Morrison, who went undrafted. This kid is a center out of uh, Guelph, Ontario, and played for the Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL. And in the regular season, I think it was just over 60 games they played. This dude scored over 100 points. And Yeesh. for some, yeah, for some reason did not get drafted. And I think this is his second stint in the draft. Didn't get drafted last year. It was because due to COVID, which with like a lot of these kids, they didn't get the chance to play. And so they couldn't showcase their skills. Teams couldn't take chances on people who couldn't skate uh, or didn't have any recent tape from them. Uh, but Logan Morrison got out there, hopefully made, a good enough impression to at least get offered a contract for the AHL Texas stars. Uh, but Jason, have you found the notes and are you going to quote part of your sapsy sapsy more? Yeah. Sapsy synopsis because of it's very sappy led towards coach Rick Rickless bonus. Uh, yeah. I mean, I went back through and read it. I mean, you guys can go back and check out 74. Um, nice, but yeah. nice plug. Nice plug. Yeah, like I said, he was tossed into a situation he never really wanted to be in, right? We talked about it early. He only wanted to be like an assistant coach. He was kind of content doing that. Then the position opened up because of the vacancy. They asked him to fill into it. He signed the two-year deal. Like, we still, yes, we didn't meet expectations that we all thought as we were going to win a fucking Stanley Cup. Like, surely... We understand that we are cursed by being in Dallas and just there's never another championship that's happening here unless it's the WNBA, if I'm being very honest. Okay. If anybody in DFW is close to a championship, it's the Dallas Wings of Arlington. So, like, <laughs> which by the way, WNBA, what the hell are you doing putting professional sports games on at 1 p.m. on Wednesday afternoons? That's when the Wings I've seen multiple times now play games <laughs> and no wonder they have 12 fans show up it's not because people don't want to watch the sport it's because you're doing it when everyone's in school or at work yeah Sorry. baffling all good man so yeah good thing only 17 fans missed it yeah jeez, ridiculous but anyway <laughs> uh i some so. good news though let's go some, yeah. some fun news i mean not that anything that we've said has been negative news the Dallas Stars did make a splash in free agency on the day of uh, when it started at Wednesday or started at noon on Wednesday last week, uh, signing Mason Marchment to a four year, four point five million dollar deal annually and Colin Miller for two years at one point eight five million annually. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Mason Marchment, guy had a breakout season last year for the Florida Panthers. He brings size. He brings aggression. He brings an opportunity to score. He brings passing ability. And he's young. At 27, uh, he only takes up 5.5% of your cap space. You've got him through 26-27, or 25-26, rather, uh, until he becomes a unrestricted free agent. Guys, I think this, for me personally, I was watching free agency like a hawk. 
this might have been the most bargain or team friendly deal I saw all day. And I don't know if you guys had any chance to watch him. The guy can lay the body on people. He's got a wicked wrister. He is a left and right winger. So he's going to be on that line probably with Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Um, if they shift Ben again. Uh, oh, I miss Bennigans. Yeah, Bennigans. God, I miss those cheese sticks. But, oh, I mean, I'm, you're looking at... <laughs> Jim Neal and the front office said, we need to get some second line scoring. And I'll be damned if he didn't do just that. Now, this is obviously the offseason. We have not seen Marchman at all playing with the Stars. So we cannot sit here and say he's going to be a 75-point guy or he's going to be a 55-point guy. But I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? I think this is a, this is a A signing. If I had to grade it, this is an A signing. This is a patty melt signing. That's my grade. It's a patty melt signing. A patty melt. It's a damn good signing. Give me uh, a one thick and hearty signing here. Ooh, uh, ah, I like that because it's it's a and one and thick yeah. and hearty. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's not so thick, I guess. Uh, I do think we got a deal on it, but uh, I'm excited. I, I really. I'm more excited going into this season than I have been for a while. Let's just say that. Like, I mean, coming off there's the same... reason. Yeah, there's yeah. reason to be excited. There's new guys on the roster. There's a new coach. Finally, a new coach that hopefully sticks around for a couple of seasons. Please don't go to the bars. I mean, maybe he comes and, in four and, and a half million, and then he gets picked up by somebody else. I don't care. Do we? Are we okay with yeah, that? By be, the way, that'd be fine. If he <laughs> wants to show up, RP, thanks. thanks. If he wants to show up, win, refuse to elaborate, and leave, he's more than welcome to. Absolutely. <laughs> Deal. Um, but I mean, four and a half million for. I mean, fifty-four games last year, almost a point per game. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. It's not yeah. like they gave him seven million, six and a half. Now the last season could have been an aberration, but never. Yeah, know. that's the that's the one thing people were saying is you know last year was a freak year for him in a good way, and hopefully, him seeing that he is worth value to people because it came down to the Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars, and he chose the Dallas Stars. Uh, thanks to one of the assistant coaches having grown up with him and really knowing what the star's overall goal was going in the next season. And that's when a Stanley cup or at least make it to the Stanley cup playoffs and have a, a as deep a run as possible. So I'm extremely yeah. excited. I'm extremely excited to get the guy out here, see how he performs. I'm even more excited because obviously we're sitting here talking about Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan on the second line, assuming such, but, you know, you could put him with guys like Dennis Garionov, assuming Putin lets him come back over. Uh, you know, guys like that. Studenich, a real speedy guy who we re-signed uh, to an extension. So he's around and he'll be a restricted Ugh. free agent after next season. You know, it, it's just it, there are options for Marchment to be in the second and third line if necessary. Yeah, so, and I'm, mean, just, it's, I'm just it's exciting. I'm looking at his stats, 15% 
shooting percentage is pretty good. And yeah. 60% of his shot attempts actually made it to the net, which I don't know the league average, but I would say getting shots to the net last year was one of our big issues. So, I mean, you can't score if you can't make the goalie save it. Well, I guess you could, but it'd be fluky. Right. But anybody that can throw the puck at the net with some level of accuracy, why not? Give him a go. Why not? Yeah, why not? Give him a go. Uh, and he so, has piercing, beautiful blue eyes. I look man, forward to that. Those he eyes. is a handsome fellow, if you will. He is a handsome man. He's the people. The fans are going to love him. The fans are going to love him, uh, and and not as grandiose of news. Um, the stars also signed Colin Miller, like I said earlier, uh, defenseman, right-handed defenseman too, by the way, uh, which is major because if you look at the lineup of the Dallas Stars, the only other right-handed defender up until the signing of Colin Miller um, was Yanni Hockenpah. Uh, so now you have a little bit more leeway. Um, obviously, with Klingberg, ultimately, that signing of Miller was kind of the sign. We're moving on from Klingberg. It's not going to work, um, which, in my opinion, is extremely unfortunate because you're losing what might be the most valuable part of your power play uh, for next season. So it'll be very interesting to see who steps up and kind of takes takes that uh, torch and leads them into the promised land. Um, but it's way 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 too soon to predict who that's going to be um could it be miro we don't know he was on the second power play with Suter. uh we have to see if Suter is even going to be able to wake up from his grandpa nap to make it to camp so god I mean, you want to talk about a candidate for a buyout oh dude I, that I, I am still baffled by that signing and the the no match clause it, it's just it's baffling but no no uh, move clause uh, yes, sorry, new, no move clause, yes. Uh, like so I said. Miller, yeah, comes in, right-handed defenseman, 29 years old, uh, 1.85 AAV for the next two years. Uh, hopefully he steps up, hopefully he turns into, you know, maybe that third-line guy. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how the lines kind of shake down. Uh, but we do have some sad news, not just that Klingberg is likely gone, um, but our, our favorite beard grows and three hours, Warthog Russian, uh, Alexander Radzloff officially bid farewell, not only to the Dallas Stars, and not only to America, but to the NHL, uh, as he is now part of the KHL, signing a, I believe, two-year contract with Akbars. Uh, gonna miss him, but he completely fell off these last couple seasons. Uh, I'm gonna miss his, he's a glue guy. From what I heard in the locker room, he's a glue guy. He he shows up early. He stays late. He wants to make sure the young guys get their shit done, do well, succeed, as well as you know his fellow older guys. Uh, but yeah, kind of tough to see him off the cap friendly, looking at the breakdown of contracts and knowing that he's going to be overseas, which he's probably going to do great. Um, but bummed nonetheless. So... I don't know about you guys, but the hottest topic slash question that I get asked almost daily now, what's the deal with Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger? When are they signing? 
I would first like to say they're both going to get signed. The breakdown of the roster as it stands is we have just under $11.5 million in cap space. And our roster size is 21 out of 23. Those slots are right there for them. How about that? Assuming they sign, which I don't know if cap friendly and for those keyboard police warriors, uh, if you're listening to this and I miss, uh, I misread this, please, for the love of God, let me know. The roster does say 21 of 23. Um, I don't know if that is for sure, including Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger because they are under the restricted free agent moniker still on cap friendly because they have not signed. But with the cap remaining, you have enough to sign both of these guys. At this point, they're enjoying their offseason. They're getting ready to ramp back up in training probably. And they will have their agents working with the teams, which they probably already are, to be completely honest. And these deals are going to get done. Like, I'm, I, I have no question about it. I have no doubt in my mind um, that both of these deals will get done within the next couple of weeks. So, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Are there any contracts that you see them signing? Are we seeing... Maybe Jake Ottinger getting that, that long-term deal and maybe Jason Robertson being the team player and taking the bridge deal or is it vice versa? Or do you think these guys are just going to essentially kind of split it down the middle and, and both, you know, get just upwards of five to five and a half mil? I could see Ottinger taking the more team-friendly deal, actually. Um because I want to say he's come out and said he loves being in Dallas, doesn't really want to go anywhere else, and you know that could always be general professional athlete spiel. Right. On the flip side, goalies, I don't know. They're kind of, I feel like their careers are not as long, and I have no evidence to back this up. But the way Robertson plays, I could see his career being a lot longer than Ottinger's just because he doesn't play super physical. He doesn't rely on flying down the ice like some other guys. Right. And his hockey IQ will just continue to grow, especially the more time he spends on a line with paths. Mm-hmm. Um, same for hints. So I could see Robo doing more of a, a bridge deal to try and get more hockey IQ boost his stats and then go for the long term. Whereas mm-hmm. I could see Otter taking a more team friendly deal for probably five years now. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Jason, what do you, what do you think about it? How do you see it shaken down? So I did uh, some research really quick on cap friendly. The 21 of 23 does not include Robo or Ottinger. Oh, okay. So, then. so two slots. So left. there's two spots left and those are, hopefully for Robo and Ottinger. Take that keyboard police. Yeah. Thieves. Due diligence. Do it. Do I was it. so ready to shame you. Think. It. Sorry. I've been shamed enough. I just I'm going to be on the lookout now. Call you out on your. Yeah. BS that you yeah. put out intentionally. I deserve that. Think uh, <laughs> we're going to contact Instagram. I think our account might get like shadow banned because you've been spreading false information. 
maybe i'm a shill or something like yeah, that fake news. That, yeah we're gonna start getting the 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 oh my gosh the like this, this photo contains false misleading misleading information, information. <laughs> yep yep and it's not even about like vaccines or anything political it's just it's about the dallas stars misquoted dallas stars quote <laughs> just a paraphrase dallas stars quote that. yeah but yeah, I don't All right, know. Maybe. So I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think I think they're both like I said. I both think they're going to get deals done. Um, it's just a matter of time at this point. So uh, one 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 or two more things too. I want to I want to present to you guys. Uh, talked about this a little bit earlier today on our Instagram story. Posted a story about it. Uh, Darian Hatcher and Bob Gainey both announced to the Dallas Stars Hall of Fame as inaugural inductees. Uh, Darian Hatcher obviously. Stanley Cup champion, captain, first American-born captain to raise the cup. And then Bob Gainey uh, was the guy who really, he was the architect for that team. He brought guys like Sergei Zuboff in at Belfort, Joe Neuendijk, pushed the Stars to the next level and was a pivotal part to the Stars' success in the 90s and early 2000s. So really cool to see that. And for those that are saying like, oh, why isn't it Madonna? Oh, why isn't it that? I'm pretty sure that because their numbers are retired, they automatically are in that quote unquote hall of fame. Like they just automatically get shoot in and they already had a ceremony. Their number is retired. Also shut up, get over it. Like we already honored these guys. Let's focus on what's going on on the ice, but nonetheless really cool for Hatcher and gaining to get that. And the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, because obviously we always look ahead to the future. That is if you thought that this free agency, the 2022 NHL free agency was crazy, which by the way, there are still names like PK Supan, Bill Kessel, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Nazem Kadri, John Klingberg, my personal favorite, Antoine Roussel, still unrestricted unsigned free agents. What do you what do you hear the list for next year of the NHL free agent unrestricted free agent class starting from the top Nathan McKinnon Patrick Kane David Posternock Jonathan Huberdeau Ryan O'Reilly JT Miller Max Pacioretty Dylan Larkin Bo Harvat Mackenzie Weger Vladimir Tarasenko Jonathan Taze Joe Pavelski Tyler Bertuzzi Matt Dumba Frederick Anderson Jonathan Quick Semyon Varlamov, and that's literally me just reading one side from Puck Empire's post that they just posted on Instagram. Mm. That's a and lot of money that's going to be thrown around. If yeah, Are if we you thought to see like caps just needing to be completely jacked up now, like next year they're going to have to raise the salary cap again, just because I mean, of the fucking money that's going to come out. the The thing is, that's what's so frustrating about the NHL is. They are stunting their own growth and and not having the cap be a little bit higher. And I know it's voted on by the presidents and the money brought in by the NHL, yada, yada, yada. But they literally boosted it $1 million this past season. And that accounts for one of our signings that could be a two-way contract. So, I mean, I, I... it's extremely frustrating because this league is on the 
on the verge of being pristine once again, finally recovering from the 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 lockout back in 0506, now recovering from COVID and those numbers, like numbers were up like dr- like drastically in most markets except for Arizona. Um so that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But I don't know. That's just something to look ahead to. Uh, I don't really have anything else. If you guys have anything else, we can toss out there before. Let the French fries go away, uh, not hungry. I do have one thing. So you guys know, like, I, I won't be here next week, right? I'm driving up to the Great White North. Um, on that time, I will have, on that trip, I will have some free time. And I know the game show got a lot of reviews, like solid reviews last week. Mm-hmm. So People loved it. During that time, I was going to workshop some stuff. How? Throw out some themes. What can I trivia up here? I mean, hmm. how much time do you have? So, there's so many options. There's so much room for. I mean, that segment last week was what ten minutes? It killed ten minutes. And it was, and it so. was, it was magical. It was pure magic. I'm not gonna lie. You had me in the first half there. Look, like, I'm just glad it. I like the comeback story that Patrick put together there. By the Unbelievable. way, that was uh, thank you. Yeah, I know. Going through it, we jokingly talked about the asterisks, uh, and look, it came back to really mean something. So, whatever, man. I'm looking up for me last week. Yeah, so. you uh, you really showed up and showed out when when Lamons was around. So I, I kudos to you, sir. I stumbled stumbled at the gate. <laughs> But yeah, you know what? This goes out to the French fries too. If you're listening to this, well, first off, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to all the episodes of Wada Hockey and following us on all of our socials at Wada Hockey. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear when it comes to these game shows. If you guys have questions, maybe maybe Jason can can be our our resident trivia master. You guys send in questions. You guys send in trivia questions with your answers, and he'll toss them out and. We'll have a little fun. Maybe do like a, a fan-made trivia one time where it's like 10 or 15 questions that we compile from the, the French fries. Uh, or maybe it's a rundown of the water, Whataburger menu and we just have to spout Ooh. off what number four is or number seven. Okay. Chicken strip. I've got this. I've got a couple ideas already going through. So let's uh, let me go to the notes app really quick. And while you're doing that, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and share this on all platforms. Um, we haven't really been super active on YouTube lately, but we do have the video from last week's interview and the week before that saved. So I will be posting both of those very, very soon. Uh, so you can, can see our beautiful faces along with Logan Stankoven from this week previous and our two weeks previous and Josh Lamons of now of the Kansas City Mavericks of the ECHL. Uh, from last week so that being said boys i think that's a wrap patrick let them know stay sassy as always and uh you know stay moist i love how it's like a thought and don't for any reason whatsoever even if you misquote somebody and turn into the bad guy on batman forget your current tattoos Timing thing. Right at a, a, a mile over an hour.